So, Lisa, I have a question for you. Do you have any uh, pillows that have buttons on them? Um, no, I do not. I have a pillow over there that has a big <laughs> two and a half inch button yes. on it. I can tell you it's not anything that I picked out. It's probably my wife mm-hmm. who picked it out. Uh-huh. Do you like it? Well, I think it would kind of hurt if you were trying to lay on it. Uh, yeah, it would hurt. But I guess it's a decorative pillow. You're not supposed to lay on it. I'm sure if you flip it on the other side, there's not a button there. Probably not. Maybe there's a zipper, though. Or maybe the button, is, you can use that to kind of work in some areas in your back that might be hurting. Oh, okay. I don't know. Well. well maybe you should try it out while we're doing this episode. <laughs> maybe I have one. I have one with a button. Look uh, at that. Yeah, and you're leaning on the button and didn't even notice I it. I didn't, but. See there? It, yeah. Does it feel good? Um, well, it's like. Now that you notice it, you're, it's probably going <laughs> to bother you. It's very painful. There we go. Well, I'm Deacon Dave. I'm Layperson Lisa. Welcome to the Deacon, Deacon Dave, Dave and Layperson Lisa, Lisa show. show. Welcome back, everybody. We are continuing on in our Advent series as we give the Psalms a break. And we are on the Saturday of the second week of Advent. Lisa. We're going to Sirach. Oh, how about that? In those days, like a fire, there appeared the prophet Elijah, whose words were as a flaming furnace. Their staff of bread he shattered. In his zeal, he reduced them to straits. By the Lord's word, he shut up the heavens and three times brought down fire. How awesome are you, Elijah, in your wondrous deeds, whose glory is equal to yours. You were taken aloft in a whirlwind of fire in a chariot with fiery horses. You were destined, it is written, in times to come to put an end to wrath before the day of the Lord, to turn back the hearts of our of fathers toward their sons, and to reestablish the tribes of Jacob. Blessed is he who shall Blessed is he who shall have seen you, and who falls asleep in your friendship. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So the psalm is Psalm eighty. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face, and we shall be saved. O shepherd of Israel, hearken. From your throne upon the cherubim shine forth. Rouse your power. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face, and we shall be saved. Once again, O Lord of hosts, look down from heaven and see. Take care of this vine, and protect what your right hand has planted, the Son of Man, whom you yourself made strong. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face, and we shall be saved. May your help be with the man of your right hand, with the son of man whom you yourself made strong. Then we will no more withdraw from you. Give us new life, and we will call upon your name. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face, and we shall be saved. Alleluia, alleluia. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. Alleluia, alleluia. As they were coming down from the mountain, the disciples asked Jesus, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. As they were coming down from the mountain, the disciples asked Jesus, who did the scribes say that Elijah must come? Why did the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He said in reply, Elijah will indeed come and restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has already come, and they did not recognize him, but did to him whatever they pleased. So also would the Son of Man suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them of John the Baptist. The Gospel of the Lord. (laughs) Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to go to the um, Gospel acclamation. Okay. Prepare the way of the Lord. (laughs) Make straight his path. That's what John the Baptist said, right? Right. So 
so look, we're, we're right here in the middle of Advent, right? And, and this is a time of preparation. Really, our entire life, okay, is a time of preparation for us to go home to heaven. How often, Lisa, in your own spiritual life, do you get the opportunity to actually prepare the way of the Lord? Every day. Okay, you want to throw out an example? Well, I think any time you're given a choice and you can make a choice that is God-centered or worldly-centered, then by making the God-centered choice, then we're preparing our souls to be um, with Him. So we can be preparing the way of the Lord in our own spiritual lives, yeah. right, by saying yes. Yeah. And we can also be preparing the way of the Lord to help someone else by saying yes. Yes. Right? Right. Any examples of that that you might have? Um, well, I guess, um, like when we do retreats and stuff, that can um, help people grow uh, closer to Christ. So that's a way that we can help prepare people or um, like your homilies, um, you know, gives people things to think about. We're randomly praying for people. Or randomly right? praying for people. I think part of the way we prepare the way of the Lord is to make sure that we can hear the voice of God. Right. Right. And that we don't um, dismiss it as something else or we don't allow the busyness of life to keep us from responding yes. Yeah. Right. We really need um, to say yes to the Lord in all aspects of our lives. Right. We can't compartmentalize them either. Right. Right. Because he, like I was in uh, Alabama, right? Uh-huh. And I had two meals. And, you know, some of the guys, uh, one guy was like a, a deacon in his church, uh-huh. a, a um, Southern Baptist church. Uh-huh. And uh, we were talking. And uh, when we got to eat dinner, they weren't going to pray. Uh-huh. I said, well, why don't we pray? Uh-huh. And I did that both times. Yeah. And so in both prayers, I incorporated, you know, the entirety of what we were meeting about and yeah. what we were doing along with asking the Lord, you know, to remember those who go without and to bless the food. Yeah. And um, I think they were very appreciative of it, but so often we can allow fear, oh, sure. uneasiness. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll reject me. Yeah. Right. And then we don't do anything at all because yeah. that's the easy thing right, to do. Right. Right. But we have to say yes to the Lord, like you said. Right. Right. And it's it's important. Well, and then John the Baptist was very um, bold. Bold. Yes. And some people kind of thought him to be a little different. But um, definitely different, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's what we're called to be. Like, isn't that like from the chosen? Like, yeah, something di- be different or dare to be different or something like that. I don't know. Well, like and we're gonna we're gonna look different yeah. to most of the world, right? If we're proclaiming Jesus Christ in our right, life, if we're right. going out and praying for people. We're we're praying with a new group of people and a you know at at a meal when we're when being bold, right? Uh, we're showing that we're not afraid to show the love of God. And so I'd like to challenge our listeners. In some intentional way, over the next uh, couple of weeks, mm-hmm. to find those opportunities where the Lord is calling you, because y'all all know what I'm talking about. Right. We all have that little feeling in our stomach that the Lord's calling us to do something, right? Right. And then we just don't do it. Right. To actually do it. Right. Okay. That's that's our challenge to our listeners. So go out and do some of those things and report back to us <laughs> on our Facebook site if you dare. Yeah. Um, anything else, Lisa? I'm Deacon Dave. I'm like See you next time.